The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. want to hit, give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month. And now we're going into our, uh, we just crossed three years, uh, September last year. So very thankful for uh, you uh, tuning in. Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. Well, and most definitely, let me say this, thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we have another great show tonight. Uh, I have to say uh, for these first I guess, first few weeks of the year, uh, very fortunate to just lead off with some great guests, and we're looking to have even more uh, great guests, a greater guest, I guess we can say, or great guest uh, going forward, and we have one surely tonight. Uh, my guest and I, we will be addressing relationships before, during, and after marriage. Uh, we will be talking about clarity and guidance on either end of marriage. We'll be educating on educating you on what you need to know before you get married, uh, during marriage, and recovering uh, from divorce. So stay tuned uh, for that segment coming up very, very shortly. Uh, if you had any questions or if you had any comments tonight, you can call in at 917-889-8078. And we will address uh, your questions, but uh, I know some people like to just call in just to listen. But if you had any questions and or comments, you can call in and get that submitted to us at 917-889-8078. And if you didn't know, all of my shows uh, can be heard on demand. Uh, We are on Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So that means you can listen to the show or the past shows at any time, anywhere, anywhere in the world. So very thankful uh, to have this platform as well as the other platforms uh, for these three years that we've been here. Uh, Very fortunate, very blessed, and very grateful uh, for this opportunity to do this show and to continue doing it, providing quality information, not only financial information, but just great life information. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm here to help you live life uh, to the fullest. So in addition in addition to helping you improve your financial outlook. So so let's get started tonight. Uh, my guest, uh, she is a certified coach, a certified divorce specialist. Uh, she is also the founder of a company called Navigating the Knot. That knot has a special ring to it. I'll have to tell you about that part later. But uh, she works as a consultant and coach specializing in the marriage and divorce process, providing clients nationwide with clarity and guidance on either end of marriage, from educating them on what they need to know before getting married to advising those approaching, going through, or looking to recover from divorce. She has a law degree and an MBA from the University of Colorado and comes from a corporate background, having worked for companies like Fitbit and Zayo Group. 
After going through a rough divorce in her 20s, she discovered firsthand how little she had known about both marriage and divorce, despite coming from a legal background. So in 2017, she chose to turn her pain into her purpose and left the corporate world to start her own company, providing education and support to others surrounding marriage and divorce. She offers one-on-one coaching services to clients nationwide via phone, Skype, or Zoom video calls. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Ms. Kim West. How you doing tonight, Kim? Kim? Hello, Kim. You're probably on mute, Kim. Okay, having a little technical difficulties here. Kim, if you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. How are you doing tonight, Kim? Oh, great. Hi, I'm doing so well. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here, Lionel. Good, good. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, especially to talk about this important topic. I know that I've spoken several times on my show about relationships. And to come from this perspective, I think it's going to add, uh, it's going to be very informative to people out there. I mean, uh, maintaining a a relationship is work, uh, even while leading up to marriage. And of course, why you're married is work. And unfortunately, when the marriage ends, it's still some work to do. So uh, we're going to hit on some key points tonight. So So definitely. Yeah, so let's just get started. Kim, if you don't mind, if you can please share, uh, I know during the bio, you you mentioned about uh, the things that you uh, encountered being married and then unfortunately going through divorce. Will you please share your experience, which led into the work that you're doing now through your company, uh, Navigating the Knot? Yes, I'd love to. Um I always, I always joke with people just that, you know, I didn't grow up imagining that I would ever become a divorce coach. That wasn't on my, my dream list of jobs. Um, But I really do feel that this work became a calling for me. Um, To give a little context to that, I'm I'm originally from the East Coast, um, outside of Philadelphia, um, actually in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, And I moved to Colorado. in 2007 for graduate school. And that's where I I got my law degree and my MBA at the University of Colorado. And soon after um, I finished all of my education and I was so excited to be entering the workforce, uh, I also uh, married my partner of seven years at the time. And so we'd been together for a long time. I was pretty sure I knew what I was doing (laughs) in getting married (laughs) and pretty sure he knew too. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I found myself just a year and a half into that marriage, you know, and, and the whole thing was, was completely imploding around me. And so it was, it was really just emotionally shattering, you know, the whole experience blindsided me. And so I found myself at that point at the age of 28, um, coming out of a nine-year relationship, but a short marriage. And I had no idea what I was, you know, embarking on in in going through a divorce. I knew that it wasn't ever something that I thought I would have to go through. Um, It was not on my radar. And, you know, it's not something that we prepare for (laughs) as a society, understandably so. It's not a pleasant experience, but you know, when you do find yourself in that unfortunate situation, you really don't know where to begin, what questions to ask or, or how to approach it. And so that was, that was my situation. Um, I did manage to fumble my way through the process. I made mistakes <laughs> along yeah. the way, let me assure you. Um, but I did get through it and just really threw myself into so much personal growth in the ensuing few years, because I had, I had for better or worse grown up with that man by my side and really become my fully adult self with him in my life. And so I truly didn't know who I was independent of my husband or my relationship with him um, in those initial, you know, initial months, um, even the initial year or two, I was just getting my footing. So it was, it was a real growth experience. And 
how that led me to my current work is I, in, in that process of personal growth, um, I actually um, had the, the privilege of, of working with a coach for the first time um, on the receiving end of coaching. And I had been working with um, some therapists um, who were excellent and very needed when I was in that stage of the process. Um, right. But I got something very different from coaching. Um, and so that's something that I often explain to my clients now, like that I think both can be so beneficial, um, even at the same time. But coaching and, and counseling are very different animals. And right. I experienced that firsthand and also began to realize that as much as I was blessed to have really wonderful jobs in the corporate world, I wasn't really lit up on a soul level by the work that I was doing in business and law. And I felt more and more called to really speak to this area of, of divorce and helping people navigate um, marriage and divorce. And mm. so, um, as you mentioned in my bio, I finally got the courage to take the leap in 2017. I got my coaching certification. Um, I later mm. went on to also become a certified divorce specialist. But mm. I looked to really, you know, in starting my business, help people understand, you know, marriage and divorce and how to approach marriage more mindfully, as well as assist those navigating the divorce process so they could avoid making some of the same mistakes I did when going through it. Yeah. Okay. Well, seeing that you're my expert tonight, uh, and I've, I'm not a, uh, I guess, divorce uh, coach or divorce uh, therapist by any stretch of imagination. Um, I wrote a book some time ago uh, regarding relationships and self really focusing in on communication. Uh, yeah. Can you, yeah. Can you please talk about the importance of communication and discussing certain aspects of life, you know, around finances, around career, family, these things are, I, I would say definitely important to talk about before walking down the aisle. Can you kind of talk oh, yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. And I fully agree with you. Um, I, I often hear from people um, whether they're in marriages already or sometimes, you know, even post-divorce, but I often hear from people who tell me that they made assumptions about their partner prior to getting married. You know, for instance, that they'd want to live in the same state that they'd been living in, you know, going forward um, or that they'd be willing to live in certain parts of the country or the world. Um, maybe that they'd want to travel or that they would want to have kids um, or that, you know, maybe that they'd always have a stable salary or income um, and wouldn't, you know, opt to go the entrepreneurial route. Um, and even a big topic is, is making assumptions around how they wanted to handle finances, together, you know, as a married couple. Oh, yeah. And so when, when you make these assumptions about your partner, which so many people do, you know, this is really common, um, uh, you know, when approaching marriage, it can just be really risky. And yeah. the reason why is because if you aren't on the same page, really with respect to these big topics, um, it can be a potential source of conflict down the road. Um, I'm sure you're probably aware, given your, your line of work and specialization, Lionel, that conflict yeah. around money and finances is the number one reason that people get divorced. Yes. So it can be an important area to address with your future spouse um, and to really figure out an action plan for how you'll handle conflict when it inevitably arises. For example, you know, will you work with a financial advisor, you know, or expert um, in finances such as yourself? Will you work with a money coach or see a couples counselor? Just figuring out some contingency plans and resources that you can turn to when these issues arise um, is a really fantastic proactive measure to take. And the other thing I would say on this is it can be much easier to discuss these sorts of topics while you're both you know, happy in the relationship and on good terms, yes. um, as well as, you know, while you're still unmarried, so that yeah. if something huge comes up, like only maybe only one of you actually wants kids. Um, and if that's the case, you can choose to part ways if needed um, in a worst right. case scenario, 
or at least address it openly, um, you know, before things are much more pressured or in a different environment. Um, yes. So, yeah, I would say, you know, try not to assume either way, like try not to assume that the other person will change <laughs> that yes. you know, they'll, they'll want kids later if they don't want them now or vice versa. But yes. also don't assume that they'll stay the same over the course of your marriage, you know, because people change, unfortunately. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, it goes both ways. Um, right. But people do change over the course of a marriage. So all you can really do is come up with, you know, come to some agreements up front on the broad strokes that you really care about. And then mm -hmm. possibly you can consider putting that in writing, you know, in the form of a prenuptial or postnuptial agreement, if you choose to go that route. But right. it really is just so important to have these conversations up front, as you alluded to. Yeah. Well, I, I have to pose this question here because when I yeah. – not, not to focus on uh, my book, but I just happen to – I'm taking a line out of it. Uh, uh -huh. You mean to tell me, Kim, that love is not enough? No. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I wish – I wish I could tell you it was, but you know, sometimes yeah. it is not. Sometimes yeah, yeah. maybe just love ain't enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and people have looked at me like I was like I was had a, a monster face on you know had had a I guess a huge mop on my head or something when I say that. <laughs> I, I really mean that. Yeah. Most people think that you know it's the Disney World. I call it the Disney World love affair. You know where right. you. You get you walk down the aisle, or you find this this man. He is coming. He rescues you from the dangers of the monster, and you you come back to town. You get married, and you ride off into the sunset until yeah. you know happily ever after. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, are you going to talk about these issues? Are you going to talk about you know finances? <laughs> are you going to talk about family? Are you going to talk about these? I call it pillars of life. And yeah. I've heard so many people over the years that I've worked with, uh, they they really believe, Kim, that, well, look, I, our love can survive anything. Uh, well, it's mm -hmm. going to take a little bit more than just love. I mean, we can, I mean, that's most, that's right. very, very important to love each other. I said, but oh, it's yeah. going to take more than just love. It's going to take communication. And I love what you said earlier. Don't make any assumptions. That's, mm -hmm. that is, I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's yeah. really important. And yet sometimes, I mean, we do just subconsciously, we have this sense that we know the other person and that we're already on the same page, page with regard to a topic. But until you really address it and start digging in and ensure that, you know, pressure check that a little bit. Um, it's just, it's risky. So that's, yeah. that would be my, my advice. Yeah. Okay. So, so, of course, in premarital counseling uh, or either some form of counseling and a mm -hmm. series of conversations uh, is definitely necessary before getting married. I would highly recommend it, yes. Um, you know, and that's, you know, assuming that you haven't gone through these sorts of topics and conversations really prodigiously on your own, um, mm -hmm. I do usually recommend leveraging, like getting some help, like taking a course together or, you know, speaking with a religious advisor or, yeah, a counselor or financial coach. There's so many different resources out there that it's possible to avail yourself of. And so yeah. I would really encourage that, um, you know, be, be humble, be humble going into it. Like it's, it's a lot of work. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, we all know what the divorce statistics have been. And right. I would just love if we could move, you know, reduce my workload. <laughs> like, right. Let's stop having to uh, have divorce coaches exist. Like, let's reduce divorce. Um, yeah. And if you can do that by taking some classes up front or having some difficult conversations, you know, at the outset, then, you know, let's do it. Let's accept that challenge. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, so why, why is it so difficult? I say, if we, you're in the marriage now, and why is it so difficult for some couples? I won't say all, but why is it so difficult for some couples to have those difficult conversations in the relationship? Sure. I mean, in your experience, yeah. Why is it so difficult? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I well, I would say it's difficult to have hard conversations in general. I, I remember taking a negotiations class in law school, and 
we read a book called Difficult Conversations, How to Discuss What Matters Most. And it's a really excellent read that I'd highly recommend to anyone who would like to, you know, learn or improve with respect to this topic. Um, another, another great book on effective communication, um, and I'm sure your own also is a perfect resource here. Um, right, but you. this, yeah, this one um, is, especially in the relationship context, it's called Nonviolent Communication by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. Um, those are a couple of resources that I usually point people to if they just want to try to increase their um, their ability to really tackle difficult conversations, because this is a life skill, you know, and this could apply to your romantic relationship, but as well as any, any relationship in our lives, communication is so critical. So yeah. that's sort of um, what I'd say in general. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, to, to answer your question more specifically with respect to relationships, um, I personally feel that a large contributing factor to this issue is that we often do very little, if anything, to prepare for marriage up front. Um, you know, and this, this could also just be for long-term relationships, like even if it's outside of wedlock, um, mm -hmm. we really don't prepare for those relationships and having those difficult conversations up front. Um, you know, we'll, we'll spend months or even years sometimes preparing for and planning our weddings, but yes. little to no time actually considering how we might want to prepare to build a strong and healthy marriage. And, you know, sometimes we don't even know what conversations to have or what topics to broach. So yeah. one of my personal, you know, biggest passions and drivers around my work is education, you know, because I'm in no way anti-marriage, but right. I don't feel that we as a society set people up for success when it comes to marriage, you know, or divorce for that matter. It's both right. are very murky. <laughs> right, and, you're right. Yeah, and it's my belief that, you know, if we were all able to go into marriage with greater knowledge and education, really empowered with what we really need to know, that we'd have a much higher likelihood of succeeding at the endeavor. So yeah. that's something that I am specifically seeking to address with my work. Um, I currently, you know, I work with individuals or couples um, to offer premarital consultations and really help them understand more about marriage from a legal and administrative standpoint, um, mm -hmm. because this is information I feel everyone should know about marriage. So I just yeah. seek to educate and empower them so that they can go into their marriage mindfully with eyes wide open and really conscientiously build a marriage that will best align with their hopes, dreams, and goals. Yeah, I I think that is so 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 important. Um, like I said, we we look at even even now when we look at some of the television shows, uh, they they don't show this part. Meaning, they don't show the the sitting down having the conversations uh, up front about finances, about career, right. about having children. You know where we're going to live. You know those types of uh, things. They focus on just the happy part. And yes, mm -hmm. ha you're going to have uh, happiness in a marriage, but you're going to have some hard times. I mean, Kim, I've been, my wife and I, we just crossed 21 years back in August. And Congratulations. Have, oh, thank you. Thank you. And we have yeah. two, two teenage daughters. And, mm -hmm. and life has not been a bed of roses. Uh, every day, and we can say that with right. a big smile on our face even now. Uh, mm -hmm. But but we have learned we've learned over the years. I mean, we had the premarital counseling. We had a lot of things uh, put out front uh, before we got married. But even with all of that information on the front side, you have two different people or two people coming trying to come together, you know, as one couple. And, you know, I had some baggage, my wife had some baggage, and now we're trying sure. to put, put everything together. So we've, we've had to endure, I mean, from, you know, health, we've had some health issues throughout the years, loss of mm -hmm. job, uh, income fail, uh, then, you know, throw children in the mix. You know, uh, it, it's a, a lot that can come at you at one time. And, but we persevered and we endured. And you're right. We prepared on the front end, but then we mm -hmm. also educated ourselves throughout our marriage. So 
Very good uh, points right there. No, I'm so glad. Yeah, and it's it's so true. The point you're bringing up is that, you know, you can have even an incredibly healthy marriage, and it's just a fact that life is going to throw challenges at you. It's going to throw obstacles, and, you know, none of us are immune from that. And the way that we were raised, the way that, you know, we have had our life experiences kind of unfold um, on an individual level really shapes how we respond to things, how we approach things, how we problem solve. And odds are your partner is not going to be like exactly cut from the same cloth as you on all of those fronts. So it is a good idea, you know, to expect that it's going to be hard at points, you know, it's going to be difficult. And if you can just, you know, approach things as a team as best you can and get support when needed, don't find shame in that, you know, find strength in it that you're, right. you're putting in that effort together for your marriage. And so, yeah, I think that that's really important to acknowledge. Yeah. Now, with the pandemic, uh, I have to jump on that because I know that uh, sure. this pandemic has, I call it, wrecked our world, not just mm-hmm. uh, us here in the States. but And I'm quite sure, I know I, even last year I even uh, gave some comments on how devastating the pandemic uh, has been upon many households and many relationships yeah. in your experience with, uh, with, with the people that you work with, with clients, and then just in general, just in your field, in what ways have people's relationships been affected due to the pandemic? Ooh, how haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's been a wild ride. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. So, there has actually been, there was a study that came out toward the end of last year. And unfortunately, there has actually been a 40% uptick in divorce this past year due to the pandemic, attributed wow. to the pandemic. So it has posed a huge strain on relationships. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, not only were we thrown into a, a quarantine situation for the first time in our lives, really. I don't think anyone in our shared history experience can remember ever being thrown into a quarantine. Um, Fear and stress were at all-time highs. You know, we're we're afraid. We don't know what to expect or how long it's all going to last. And not to mention on top of that, partially due to the quarantine, partially due to just the pandemic and other factors, there have been so many layoffs and people losing their jobs, which then causes financial stress. And additionally, you know, if you have kids, um, you know, you might have to juggle suddenly, you know, childcare. Um, if you had any help with that, you're now likely not having help with that. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, homeschooling as well has been such a huge stressor for parents, particularly if they were both working. Um, And maybe they were both able to continue working, but having to work from home. But how do you maintain your job and your focus and your sanity when you're both working from home? Um, Maybe you're lucky enough to have your own office space, um, but you're also having to, you know, either provide childcare or homeschooling. I mean, or just coexist with your partner in an enclosed space yeah. <laughs> for long periods of time. I mean, when you start actually thinking about all of these obstacles, I, it's almost, it's a miracle that, that not everyone is divorced. <laughs> um, because it's, it's just, it's been a, a ridiculous onslaught yeah. of challenges that people have had to face this past year. And not that they've been lucky enough to stay healthy. I mean, we're not even talking about people who have also experienced losses, whether in their own family um, or friends or loved ones, if they've had to battle, you know, COVID or other illnesses, you know, it's just so difficult. So needless to say, (laughs) um, it has had a massive impact on relationships and yeah, there, there's no getting around that. And unfortunately, it will continue to for a while here until we've been able to hopefully, you know, get people vaccines who mm-hmm. want or need them and, and be able to start to move forward back toward a 
somewhat semblance of normalcy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you're right. This is uh, a time where we're all in the same boat. Uh, mm-hmm. You may be at the front of the boat. I may be at the back of the boat, but we're still in the same <laughs> boat. Uh, yeah, uh, dealing definitely. With this. And uh, it's just one of those things, Kim, I know for uh, me and my wife and my two kids, well, teenagers, they don't like they mm-hmm. call them kids now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, my my oldest is well, she'll be twenty. Oh my God, I can't believe it. She'll oh, be twenty wow. next. Yeah, next month. Oh my God, mm-hmm. have mercy. Why she will be twenty? <laughs> and my youngest one is eighteen. But you know, mm-hmm. when my oldest uh, came home for spring break last year, and didn't go back to Boston yeah. because of COVID. And, right. Uh, yeah, so then, you know, my youngest one, she was a senior in high school, and she was brought home, and no senior high uh, activities for her. So Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then we're here, you know, my job was affected, you know, and then, mm-hmm. we, you know, trying to work from home. Uh, right. And then, you know, it's just a lot of different things that just came at us, came at everybody, I would say, all at yeah. one time. And I'm quite right. sure... The stress on a relationship. I know I can kind of give, I guess, somewhat of a some advice I throw out there for anyone that may be having a hard time right now in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication has been a key throughout my marriage, or throughout our marriage, and uh, being able to uh, find comfort uh, in each other be it fear, be it stress, uh, we also give each other space. I think that's important. Uh, yeah. Go, go take a walk by yourself. Go out and take a jog by yourself. You know, or go and find a place on the porch where you can read to kind of clear your head a little bit. I think it's, it's very important during these times because, this, like you said, this is all new for all of us. I've never even thought that we were ever – as a society had to quarantine. I'm like, what in right? the world is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so we have to do those things that we can to kind of lighten the load, lighten the stress uh in our homes. And unfortunately Indeed. uh with everything coming at us at one time, a lot of couples are kind of suffering right now and uh yeah. or have suffered and their relationships have suffered. And you know, it kind of spiral from there. I mean, you got children and now you got to work out, you know, issues, who's going to have the kids, those types of things. So it, it is, it's a lot being thrown at us, I guess, in a nutshell, uh, throughout this right. pandemic. And you're, and you're right. We're not out of it yet. So uh, we got to do something differently. So on, on that note, then, Kim, what should people focus on, you know, during these days of COVID-19, I mean, as we, you know, yeah. we, at least we're here as a country, we, we do have vaccinations going out and hopefully people are wearing their mask and not congregating as much as they mm-hmm. would want to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. what, what should people focus on? What, what would be some things that you would recommend that we do? Definitely. Um, first and foremost, and this is, you know, to the extent possible um, and whatever works for you individually, but I think that self-care cannot be understated in importance. Um, you know, you really, you can't pour from an empty pitcher. Um, or the other analogy that everyone always mentions is you have to put on your own oxygen mask first. And, you know, when we're in close quarters um, with our loved ones, with our, you know, spouses, with our kids, um, with our pets, <laughs> anyone yeah. else in the mix, um, yeah. You just, you do, you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself, your own, addressing your own mental health and wellness, um, as well as your physical health, um, so that you can continue to survive and hopefully bring the best version of yourself possible to the mix, you know, whether it is in your family dynamic, your work dynamic, or whatever it might be. So first and foremost, really focusing on self-care and whatever that might mean for you. If that is like a walk in nature, nature, I think gets um, too little um, mention uh, for its benefits, sunlight, those sorts of things, but obviously sleep and good nutrition and staying hydrated 
um, are, are also just really important for just a base, a baseline foundation. And beyond that, you know, if you can make a little time for fitness and, you know, just some additional things, really prioritize taking care of yourself. Um, that does make a world of difference if you're willing to prioritize it. Um, a, a second tip I would give actually alludes to what you were mentioning on having some space from your partner. Um, I agree that that's so tantamount in a healthy relationship to have each partner not always, you know, being together, which can sort of um, breed codependency or, or some other issues. And so mm -hmm. it can just be important to also have, have your own friendships, have your own relationships that, you know, that you love that fill you up and give you joy and maybe some activities or hobbies that you like to do, um, you know, each to your own, like you can obviously have some shared ones too. Um, I just think it's healthy to have some separate interests. And the, the big piece here that can help with COVID and sort of thriving despite COVID is connection and community. Um, yeah. We have a human need, we're wired for belonging. We need to feel like we belong. And COVID has been so incredibly isolating for so many people, which has obviously, you know, it's caused mental health issues. It's caused a rise in domestic violence, which is heartbreaking. Um, it's caused a rise in substance abuse issues as well. And so there are just so many people who are struggling right now. And I would really encourage you or invite you if you're, you know, if you've been affected by any of those issues or if you're finding yourself, you know, struggling on a daily basis to really seek our community. Um, you know, if it can be virtual, it can be over the phone, it can be just catching up with an old friend. Um, every little bit counts and can make a yeah. difference. So just really seek to leverage any resources you can out there. And my third tip in this sort of vein would also be, you know, with COVID, really do try to avail yourself of whatever resources you can. So if there, I know that this is so so easy to say and can be much harder to do in practice based on, you know, access and and just issues um, of, of having access or having resources at your disposal. But if there's any way that you're able to get some help with your kids or with schooling, um, online or, you know, however it might be um, as an option for you, but step into that place of really receiving and accept all the help you can get right now. Um, you know, ask, ask friends for help. I've, I've had clients, you know, who are navigating a divorce. Um, they're completely, you know, emotionally wrought and overwhelmed and maybe they have kids that they're, they're also trying to take care of. And so I've had clients of mine who've had their church create a meal train for them when they were mm. attempting to navigate their divorce, which was really mm. helpful for them and their children. And that's, that's just one idea. But there are there's so many services out there if you reach out and ask, like ask for mm. help, look for, really seek support, um, and it will show up. It will show up for you in some form. Just keep looking, keep asking. Yeah. Um, so those are, those are my tips. Um, okay. And, you know, and yeah, please just any, you know, Lionel, myself, I'm sure like we would love to help you or point you in the right direction if you need support or help. Just don't feel yeah. that you're alone. That's the big Absolutely. Thing. I can only echo what you said. I mean, don't do life by yourself. Don't mm -hmm. do it. It's, it's so easy and so tempting uh, to seclude yourself and uh, not want to reach out, but I think that it's most helpful. I mean, even I, I'm an upbeat person. Uh, anybody that meet me, you will not have a dull moment for the most part. Uh, <laughs> I love to have fun, but uh, even through this pandemic, uh, I mean, it, it definitely has worn on me. Uh, at the same time, I do have a great community of people. Uh, I do try to keep myself active. As a matter yeah. of fact, uh, Kim, throughout this this uh, pandemic, I've actually picked up some other things uh, that I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I've actually started doing some online, uh, I'm part of an online platform where I'm actually teaching finance to teenagers. 
And, oh, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just another outlet that's bringing some satisfaction and connection because I'm connecting with the students as well as with their parents and all. And uh, so we have to keep ourselves going. Like I said, we're all in the same right. boat and we're learning from each other. Uh, thank you so much for those. Those points are very, very vital. I mean, self-care, uh, having that space, building a connection in a community and definitely reach out to those resources and, and get help. And there's nothing wrong. I tell people, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And uh, right. I, I think we all need to do that from time to time, you know, just to keep our Agreed. mental. Yeah. 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 It's an act of vulnerability. And for some reason, unfortunately, people tend to think of vulnerability as weakness. But it's actually an act of strength. It's a great act of strength because it's an act of courage. And yeah. so that's how I would invite people to reframe that, you know, to see vulnerability yeah. and see asking for help as a really great act of courage. And to model that, you know, model that for your loved ones and for your kids so that they can also benefit from receiving support when they need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just thought about something, Kim, as we're coming to close, coming down to a close. But I, I do want to ask yeah. this question. Now, do you have do you offer any type of assistance? I know that you work with couples, but do you have any involvement with uh, children as well in that mix? Or how do you uh, work that with couples, you know, that are divorcing? Uh, do you ever have to had had to give any advice or any assistance? Uh, yeah, it's with, a really good question. Yeah, so I, with divorce, I only work with clients one-on-one, so I don't actually work with a couple. Um, I would okay. just work with one member of a given couple. And when it comes to children, um, I'm a very big proponent of staying in my lane. <laughs> and by that, what I mean is I am very confident in my areas of expertise and in my knowledge and background. I've You know, I've gotten a lot of education under my belt and I'm very passionate about what I do. And I, you know, I'm just, I know exactly where I can be of value and of service. Um, But I also really value the expertise and, you know, professional specializations of others in my industry. And so what I would say when it comes to kids is I can speak on a very high level to some issues around co-parenting, some general guidelines that I can give some general advice, but for the most part, when it comes to that, um, I will be very transparent with my clients that I do not have a background in psychology or counseling. That is not part of my training. Um, I'm a coach and a consultant, Um, but what I can do is I do have, you know, a wonderful wealth of resources that I can connect them with and point them to, whether that is, you know, a co-parenting counselor, a child psychologist, Um, Sometimes they're called play psychologists because if the child is very young, they'll actually play with the child to sort of discern how the child's doing with the divorce. Um, There are resources out there for families um, often that are um, accessible, you know, that they'll have a range of prices or ensure that you never are turned away due to cost. Um, So there are just so many wonderful resources that I will refer my client to um, for additional support with their children when, when applicable or when needed. Okay. All right. Good. I just, I just happened to think about that. I didn't want to, I want to yeah. cover all the bases that we can uh, tonight. Now, Kim, for, for all of my listeners that are listening in and those that will be hearing it even on demand, uh, how can people reach you if they're needing assistance, uh, wanting your services if you can please provide your contact information, website, phone number, anything like that. And if you have like any upcoming events, webinars, seminars that you may be doing, uh, please let us know at this time. Oh, sure. Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, so in terms of my contact information, um, you can email me. Uh, my email is kim at navigatingthenot.com. And please note that not is spelled K-N-O-T, like tying the knot. So there's always a K in there. Um, and similarly, um, you can also um, reach out to me on Instagram. I post a lot of free content, educational content on both marriage and divorce. So videos as well as other resources um, on Instagram. I try to cross post 
to LinkedIn and Facebook. You can also find me on those platforms, but Instagram is the best way to reach me. If you want to shoot me a direct message, I'll get back to you most quickly. Um, and my handle on Instagram is at navigating underscore the underscore not again, K N O T. Um, my phone number uh, is 720-577-KNOT, uh, like not. Um, and my website, I'm actually in the process of building um, a new website for navigatingthenot.com. But in the meantime, uh, I do have my uh, previous and existing website um, that is up and accessible if you'd like to learn more specifically about my divorce services because it's more divorce focused. Um, which will make sense when you hear the domain name. Uh, that's www.whenitsnotforever.com. And that, again, is when it's K-N-O-T-forever.com. Um, so those are, those are how to find me. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. I, I do also offer free initial consultations. So if you would like to just talk to me, um, if you're contemplating or going down the road to divorce, I would love to learn support however I can. So please don't hesitate to reach out and we can have a free consult. Um, and in terms of just any other, you know, upcoming um, events or, or things that I have, the main thing that I've actually been letting people know, and this speaks to what we were discussing on the community front, uh, Lionel, um, mm -hmm. I actually have a, a post-divorce Thrive Tribe. Um, this is a, a monthly group um, that I offer. It's, it's a monthly subscription, really, where we have two uh, community Zoom calls per month um, with the members of the group. Um, most are either in the midst of a divorce process or are recently divorced in the last few years. Um, and we come together and we sometimes have really educational discussions about things like, you know, estate planning, um, just things that you have to worry about post-divorce and make sure that you, you know, check those boxes and get those things done and addressed. Um, and sometimes we just come together and address challenges that each other are facing, you know, post-divorce or surrounding the divorce process. Um, so it brings a sense of community. And as part of that monthly subscription, you also do get a 30-minute lightning coaching call with me you know, once per month. So that's just another offering that I do have for anyone who is feeling isolated and seeking a bit of community, particularly during the pandemic. Um, so if you're interested in that, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email, um, give me a call or, or send me a message on, on social media, and I'd be happy to tell you more about that. Oh, perfect, perfect. Kim, it's been a pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation here tonight. Uh, so glad that we were able to connect uh, some weeks ago and uh, – was glad that that you were, that you were able to, to be a guest here even on tonight and I mean this is a topic that uh, as we are continually enduring this pandemic uh, people need to know this information so you may begin the call where you you're going to hear from me from time to time of course but you may be getting <laughs> another invitation here to, uh, to see if I can get you back on just to uh, just do another recap or to share some additional information with us around this topic. So I just want to say thank yeah, you so much it. for being here tonight. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Lionel. It was a real pleasure. And um, yeah, I just wish you and your family all the best through this continued pandemic. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also catch me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com. Uh, just go there, go to the Contact Us page, send me a message, or you can read around on the information that I have there on the site. But also remember, too, I have a, a page dedicated to the show. So you can actually, if you go to my, my website, shipperconsulting.com, click on the, uh, the banner for the, for the radio show. It will take you over to the radio show page, and you can see a gallery of all of the past guests that I've had here on the show. You can just click their little faces, and you're able to hear those different segments. And I do have some what I call solo shows. 
different segments, different topics that I have addressed personally. So it's filled with a wealth of information, a wealth of information on every different type of financial topic, uh, life topic from tonight's topic. I mean, we've touched on a whole lot, so definitely take advantage uh, of going to my website to listen to any of the past shows that we've done here. And again, you can also listen to all the shows on other platforms. I mean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google Play, iTunes. You can also go and listen to any of the shows that way as well. Now, as we uh, get ready to just finally close out, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But you know me, before we go off, you know I always got to play a little music. Check out this tune from 480 East. It's called Noodle Soup. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.